This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Sweaty Viking butts. <laughs> Tech Savvy Teen. Don't bring those beer and cigarettes to a funeral. The worst hitting Cubs pitcher ever. Rick's brush with Jay Leno. And improv hero Brendan Sullivan. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. <laughs> Never taken it all the way to the very end like that before. Uh, I, I just think the last guitar uh gives me a jolt. Yeah, it, it makes me feel happy. I've got makes me ready to rock this the great nation of ours. Yeah, I've got two uh songs on my iPod. It's this. Yeah. Right. And the Kahoot theme. Do you know what Kahoot is? No. Kahoot is um what you use to do quizzes for your classes. Oh. And it's you know, and it's it's awful. Yeah. So but those are my two songs. Okay. Basically. The Kahoot theme. I've learned no. something new. Rick, we had a huge show last week. Did we? Oh, we did. Oh, yes, God. we did. We had special thanks to Jay Schatz and Dane Placco who, who came on, came on board while we were broadcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communications. That was kind of fun broadcasting from there. Wasn't oh yeah, it? yeah. That's a uh, that's a very uh, classy joint. Oh, it's a classy joint. Great studio, and we very much appreciate everybody. It's like there. a that thousand degrees in the studio, but you know. <laughs> That's my only complaint. Save the sweating because we've got a sweating <laughs> story coming up in a few minutes. Okay. So, uh, but yeah. no, special thanks. And uh, everybody who's listened to it says that they really enjoyed um, those two Emmy Award winning journalists. Yes, they were. It was fun to have our old buddies on. And we'll have to do it again sometime if, uh, if you know, ever comes into town. Yeah. And we'll be using that museum uh, more often too in the future because Dave doesn't like coming all the way out here to. Mount Prospect. And he's a he's a city boy. You're an inner city I'm boy. I'm an inner city boy. And I just yeah. like how you're such a fish out of water there. Yeah. You know, Can I park here? No, I am not. Does that guy... I lived in the city for 15 years. Does that guy have a gun? <laughs> that is totally not true uh, at all. Now, I had a kind of a disconcerting experience happen to me last couple of days. Okay. Okay. And... Um, you know, as you is know, what, a, is, is that anything to do with tampons or bowel movements? No, okay. no, does it? Good. Uh, and as you know, when I'm troubled, I seek the spiritual guidance of a Rick Kempfer. Oh, okay. Right. You know, you know yeah. the heart to heart talks that we've oh, had. Oh, yes, always. over and over again. <laughs> always. You know. So I was, yeah, before you get into it, yeah. how many times have you uh, seen an old friend uh, by yourself? You know, going out with them, and then you come home, and your wife asks you questions like, "So, yeah, what's he, he up to? Is he married? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What'd you guys talk about? I don't know. Yeah, I don't right. know. Cubs. <laughs> I don't know. The Reuben sandwich that he had it looked really good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Carry on. Uh, so I was driving near Old Orchard. Yeah, mall big here in, in yep, near uh, Skokie, in Skokie, Illinois. And as you know, there's birds on Earth. Yeah. And in Chicago, for yeah. those of you that are not in Chicago, we do have wildlife. Oh, we've got all kinds of birds here. Yeah, sometimes you even see a deer running yeah. around the city. So there was a bird in the middle of the street. Okay. I was in a hurry, Rick. Let the record show. Okay. <laughs> as you always are. I, you're right. I had to get to Macy's and then I had to pick up the, the twins. Yeah. So I'm driving and this bird is in the middle of the, the street. Yeah. Now let the record show I slowed down. Okay. okay. Did you and, kill the bird? Well, I positioned the car so it, I wouldn't run over the bird with the tires 
but I figured that I could run the car over its head. Ah, you're, you know, over the body. So, you know, sure. maybe it would clunk its head a little bit or something. <laughs> oh, my right? God. So I, I drew, well, lesson learned. Murderer! <laughs> yeah. So I so I'm driving and I hear thump, thump. And I look in the rearview mirror and there are just feathers oh, everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, you yeah. Killed a, you killed a bird. I kill a bird. And, but this that's not the funny part. What kind of a bird was it? I don't know. It was somewhere between a pigeon and a pheasant. I oh, mean, it was. Okay. I mean, it wasn't as big of a pheasant, as big as a pheasant, but certainly bigger than a pigeon. Okay. So anyways, here's the funny part. Not that that isn't funny. <laughs> so I drive into the parking lot. And I park the car and a guy parks the car right next to me, gets out of the car and goes, that was awesome. For real? <laughs> yeah. It was like some, I don't know, 22-year-old guy. <laughs> Who was stoned. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But did you see those feathers, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they right. were all over the place. So I feel kind of bad. So that was. You know, my just... dad did that one time. We were driving. Mm-hmm. We lived in Germany on the Autobahn. Uh, he hit a bird. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of those black birds, you know, like a, a starling or whatever mm-hmm. they're called. And. And we were on the Autobahn, so we're going like 100 miles an hour, and it was poof, and it was like the same thing. And we didn't uh, get out of the car for a while. Uh, We drove another like 200 kilometers, and we got back to our house in Heidelberg, and we got out of the car. The front grill, the bird was stuck Uh. in the grill. Uh. It was was just dead in the Uh. grill. Uh. Like the Garfield, you know, those Garfield... Stuffed animals you yes. put, put in the car that yes, looks like you just like smushed that. everything. And yeah. And, you know, of course, I said, Dad, let me take care of it. <laughs> and, you know, I went there and I took care yeah. of the bird. And, you know, like I was not queasy at all. Did I, and I, ever, I was a man's man about did, it. Did I ever tell you the time I had a whack-a-mouse? Yes. Yes. Okay, you have told that story. All right. Well, <laughs> gee, guess the story isn't good enough. Was to it told in a the, bucket? Uh, did you jump up and down on a bucket? It was a coffee tin. Okay. So, yes, I told the story. <laughs> I think it was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right. Whatever. Um, hey, we got a great show today. We got a guest today who's celebrating a birthday. Yes. And can you believe what birthday <laughs> it's it is? A big, it's a big one. Number 60 for Brendan. Yeah. And Brendan looks like he's about 28. Yeah, he looks great. He looks That's good. just not fair. So we'll be, um, well, happy birthday goes out to him. By the time this yeah. airs, I think it'll be his birthday day. I think right. so. Yeah. So we're talking about Brendan Sullivan, improv artist extraordinaire in Chicago. Toured with the group, you know, you know improv the Blue Velveeta. I mean, he actually, he's going to, he's got some great stories and, and we'll be hearing those. About his time in radio. Yeah. A little bit later on today. Uh, I got a story here. All right. You want me to just, just ro- rock into it, baby? <laughs> actually, we're really not just launching in because what is it? Seven minutes already since we've been. <laughs> uh, start of the football season coming, the, coming shortly, right? Yeah. And, um, and for the people that are not listening in either Canada or America. We're talking about American football. American football, not yes. soccer. Um, and our Chicago Bears are getting ready to defend their uh, division championship. Right? Yeah, well, that sounds weird even hearing. Well, it appears it appears that one of our rivals, the Minnesota Vikings, um, are having some problems. Oh, that's a shame. Right, exactly. And here's a headline out of Minnesota. Quarterback Kirk Cousins hopeful that his rookie center's butt won't sweat so much in games. <laughs> okay. I like where this is going. So uh, for those of you not familiar with what the quarterback and the center, the rela- the very intimate relationship that the two players have, yeah. the center crouches down and gives the ball to the quarterback. Right, through his legs. Right, and the quarterback 
puts his hands way in the yeah the, he, like right in that in that hole there right, I right. mean in not the, in the not in the hole but you know what right, I'm saying into that crevice there's a lot right. of contact between uh, quarterback hand and center ass right as well as possible penis too i would assume it well i why well, you've taken it one step further <laughs> so it appears that kirk cousins is not a fan of the rookie center's garrett garrett bradbury's prodigious posterior sweating <laughs> now i could kind of see how a quarterback will be getting a little annoyed when his center has you know it's constantly sweaty down yeah there. i mean it's not pleasant to yeah. begin with no um but I love this. I love this uh, quote. Uh, Kurt Cousins told a training camp media gaggle. Yeah. Which actually gaggle. We go with the bird that I just killed. Uh-huh. Um, it, um, and he said, this is go time for Brad. Meaning that he has got to step up his game. He can't. He cannot. <laughs> stop sweating. Right, he cannot yeah, stop sweating. Wow. Right. Uh, it's what was. Hut one. Hut two. Time out. <laughs> Towel. <laughs> Towel. Exactly. Uh, and quite frankly, I'm a little worried for Brad's job security. Well, it's not his fault he's got a sweaty ass. Well, I, you know, I did a little research on on this kind of problem. Yeah. And it's even got a name. Do you know what the name is? It's uh, called Swamp Ass. Okay, yeah. Have you I, ever heard? I've never heard it, but I've, I've felt it. <laughs> you know, me laying around on the couch for my entire life in air conditioning? Yeah, you know, uh, the only time I've ever felt it is like going to a Cubs game when it's like 120 yeah, degrees yeah. and you're stuffed in tiny seats and you can't stand. You have to sit the whole time. And whenever you you sit for a long period of time, you get a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, not good. I, you know, I think I actually have never had it. But yeah. so I went on. I needed to do research. So I went on YouTube, which I think is pretty much whenever I need any research on anything. I go sure. to YouTube. Every answer is there. Right. In fact, I bet there's a gastroenterologist right now watching YouTube on how to do a colonoscopy. Exactly. Right now. So I found a video called How to Eliminate Swamp Ass and Foul Balls. Okay. And I sent you the link. Foul you. balls. <laughs> You're not talking about balls no. hitting to the stands no. and uh, along the foul line. No. Now, um, I sent you Yes. The, okay. Why don't you click yeah. this? Right. Sure. Okay. Here it goes. Our first question comes to us from our friend Brian up in Boston who wants to know how to treat his persistent case of swamp ass. For those of you not familiar, swamp ass is the technical term for when your butt crack gets overly moist and as a result, pretty sweaty. Now this generally happens for three specific reasons. Okay. You really want to hear this? No. In fact, when I, I that is longer than I was even able to watch it before. <laughs> yeah, in fact, did you, did you see me with the cut? Yeah, you know, I did. But to... uh, I thought the funniest part about this yeah. is guess how many viewers have been, have viewed this video? Well, uh, now I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And you're one of them. 557,000 wow. people have viewed this now i think also that's a lot of swamp ass so i'm thinking garrett bradbury might want to check out this video yeah before he plays on his friday uh, uh preseason and, and, game which and his happen. foul balls also will be taken care of so there you go yeah i, I ugh, that is uh that is gross mm-hmm. uh, thank you for bringing that to us i have a story for you that uh, is going to make you feel better as a parent don't don't we all need that? <laughs> you know how your kids and my kids and all kids that are of this generation are 
addicted to their phones. Oh, yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. I mean, they are addicted to technology. They cannot live without it. Yeah, they can't have conversations without their... And when you take away their oh, electronic it's, rights, it's, it's like killing oh, right. them. Oh, absolutely. It's like stabbing right. them. I hate right. you. Which is why I do it on a semi-regular basis. Um, but here's a, here's a girl named Dorothy who runs an Ariana Grande fan account. Who does it? <laughs> and she was suffering through a typical teenage nightmare. This is in the news today. Her mom took away her phone. But the resourceful teen didn't let that stop her from communicating with her followers. Now, listen to this. She figured out a way to tweet from her Nintendo DS. Okay, sure. Right? You know, so her mom had to take that right, away. Of course. Okay. Right? Right. right. Her um, mom, who's probably, what, mid-40s, early 50s yeah, or whatever, so yeah. like us. Sure. Right. In fact, she tweeted on her uh, on Dorothy's account, I've seen, I've seen that Dorothy has been using Twitter on her Nintendo. This account will be shut down now, <laughs> her mom tweeted from that device. Now... That didn't stop Dorothy. No, Dorothy no. is a... <laughs> She figured out a way to send messages from another video game device, her Wii. <laughs> hey, guys, OMG, my mom is at work, so I'm looking for my phone. Wish me luck. Love you. She hastily tweeted from the Wii. Now, her mom found out about that and took that away. Now, the team from Kentucky... That's got to be it. There can't be any more. <laughs> no. This team from Kentucky told CBS News <laughs> why she used these devices to tweet... Sticking to her personal brand, Dorothy did the interview via direct message on Twitter <laughs> with CBS <laughs> using her cousin's iPod <laughs> to tweet. I don't have a charger, so I can't be long, she wrote. Now, after her mom found the DS and took it away again, took away the iPod, okay. took away everything else. Surely there can't yeah. be anything else, right? No. Her refrigerator. No. She found out how to tweet using her refrigerator. My mom uses it to Google recipes for baking, so I just Google Twitter. <laughs> and and she did it. She do, it says, I do not know if this is going to tweet. I am talking to my fridge. What the <laughs> heck? My mom confiscated all my electronics again. <laughs> and since she told her story, it has gone viral, and her account has grown from 500 to 30,000. Right. And there's a new hashtag that is trending called Free Dorothy. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and her mom's like, yeah, hey, you know, you know what? <laughs> You win. If I was the parent at this point, I'm like, okay, you yeah, win. Maybe I have. I'm. I'm uh, tamping down your genius. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. Well, well, good. Where is, is that? American Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. Hey, um, Rick. You know everybody in Kentucky or Vietnam, where we're ranked 172 right now. Okay, suck on that, everybody. Yeah, Italy. We are, let me look at my list, oh, we're 247 in Italy right now. Is that right? Yeah, Germany, 506. Yeah, know, right. Whatever. Yeah, it's all your uh, Nazi stories. And you know why so many people are listening? Because it's free. Free! It's free. Absolutely free. And they can go on Google Play or Apple Podcasts. Or Spotify, iHeart. Yeah, iHeart Radio. Tune in. Um, Just search for Potable. Radio Misfits and yeah. you'll find us. Um and subscribe to Minutia Men. Yeah, exactly. And you'll have you'll have every week new content because content is king. It's free. It's free. D- am I getting that correct? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Okay, Dave, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And we'll be right back. 
Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's unbelievable power from a turbo four-cylinder courtesy of Mercedes-AMG, plus a steal of a price for a Callaway Corvette. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. In this episode of Anne Friends, I'd like to describe it in one word, chicken. That's a, that's the most fitting word. We we do describe chicken a lot. Yeah, we talk about chicken a ton. We go into a lot of other things talking about chicken and we get hungry, but we also get into our feels because Tommy... You bring us out with crying. Yeah, we cry at the end. Everyone cries. If you want to listen to us cry, check out Ant Friends on RadioMisfits.com, an OPI production. Come and join us. Be our friend. And we're back. So what else we got? Um, More free content. This is something that I didn't quite understand. This is from uh, the BBC, which will resonate with our Great Britain listeners where we're currently for. Hello, Governor. 415. Um, it's, it's about a priest. Priests are Catholics, right? Uh, I think also in the Anglican Church, they call them priests uh, in England, which is not Catholic, but it's like Catholic-like. Okay. Episcopal, All right. Yeah. Well, so a priest in Cork, which is a okay. city in... Well, Cork is in Ireland. Uh, well, it's BBC. Okay, so maybe it's... Yeah, so that's definitely Catholic priest. Then. Okay. All right. Says that beer and cigarettes are inappropriate for funeral gifts. What? First of all, what is the gift thing? Do you people give gifts yeah, at funerals? So, yeah, a lot of times you give money because, you know, the, the, the funeral family. costs. Right, are, yeah, 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 I yeah. haven't given money at a funeral in years because everyone I go to, the the, the people are, you know, fine. What They're well off. Right. It, it, really what they want is well, for you to go. Well, and with your family. Yeah. I be, I'd go to too many. <laughs> I, I would be, God. be broke. Right. And you're not charging for the eulogies that you're... That you're no, so no, those yeah. are all free. Yeah, that's the eulogy. You know what? If you give a eulogy, you don't have to give a gift. I think that's I, fair. Right. So, but a priest has, is, has spoken out over inappropriate items such as tins of beer and cigarettes being used as gifts during funeral masses. You know, sometimes uh, people bring like uh, something to bury uh, to, to have put in the casket, okay, with them, you know, like a pin or something. So, like you're a, giving a gift to the dead person, yes, okay, yes. Um, is that what this is? I think I think so. Writing in a July newsletter, Father Tomas Walsh writes that inappropriate gifts, including beer, yeah. cigarettes, mobile phones, remote controls, and football jerseys, yeah, are I mean, inappropriate. I can, I can understand. I can well, understand. Well, a football jersey. Yeah, that's what is wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, I want to be buried in my Ernie Banks jersey. Is that uncool? No, I think that that well, you don't have a clean suit. <laughs> I I have sport coats. Uh, <laughs> on your corpse, someone else will have to tie your, your tie, which is what anybody does while you're alive. Anyways. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, speaking of Good Morning Ulster, uh, Fred, uh, Father Walsh said he would accept shirts of local sports teams, but the, the, the deceased's had to be involved with the team, not oh, just on. a fan. You know what? He's, this guy's a joy. You uh, know what? Uh, these... these, these uh, these religious types, it, you know, the person who died and their family are the only people who should have Make any, any impact right, at right, all on right. this. Um, but I did think, God forbid you died. Yeah. If you died. It's going to happen. The gifts. What gift would I... So I'm kind of giving it to you in a oh, way. Oh, yes, right? exactly. I yeah. Mean, so here's a couple of things. Um, okay. Considering that I can't give you a 12-pack of Spaten, 
Which is what you would have probably. I would have enjoyed that. Oh my God. When you go, it's going to be like a brewery of people bringing booze. That's true. Uh, But what about a GPS? So you can find your way to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. They think that you're implying I'm going to get lost, which which I probably will. Right. I just saw purgatory (laughs) with uh, uh, sweatpants. So you're comfy in heaven. Yeah. That'll work. You know, I think that. You could pretty much wear sweatpants. And yeah, any any time. Yeah, and an ear hair trimmer. That's all I could think of. Those that's three things that's I would, super nice. Yeah, so. I I would like a twelve dollar beer from Wrigley Field. <laughs> I, that's what that's what I would like to put in my. Uh... All right. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, we're going to continue on with this theme slightly. Here we go. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. All right, Dave. You know I've got a book out. Have I ever talked about this? It's called Every Cub Ever. It's available at everycubever.com. Yep. And you know what it features in that book, Dave? Uh, perhaps every cub that's ever played. Every cub ever, yeah, since the beginning of time. Oh, and by, and the way that they are juggling their their <laughs> roster right now, yeah, you've got you've oh, got a lot of updating terrible. to do. This is gonna be terrible. This year, the, when I do the update at the end of the year, it's gonna take me forever. Yeah, they've had like seventy five people on the freaking team this year. Anyway, I want to go back to uh, uh, somebody who's uh, celebrating a birthday. He's actually passed away, but. He uh, would be celebrating a birthday if he were alive, and that is Bob Buell. You'll find Bob Buell in okay. the book. Probably around the bees. Uh, in the, towards the end of the bees. Okay. B-U. B-U exactly. Yeah. Uh, pitchers are not supposed to be great hitters, but Bob Buell took this concept to a whole different level. He uh, set a record. All right. His record-setting streak began in 1961 when he was with the Milwaukee Braves. That year he got four hits and 60 at-bats. Pretty okay. bad hitting, Terrific. right? Um, he also struck out 30 times. Okay. Pretty bad. That's Dave Stern Little League numbers. Right. right. But he took it up a notch when he joined the Cubs in 62. That year, he went the entire season without getting a single hit. Okay. He was a starting pitcher. These guys had to have yeah, four bats a game. 1977 Dave Stern right there. He was 0 for 70. He Ooh. struck out 36 times. Wow. And he didn't get another hit until May 8th, 1963, when he slapped a single off Pirates pitcher Al McBean who probably is still getting <laughs> rest for this. Yeah. Yeah. You know let's what get, I mean? Let's get Al McBean back on, get on the program and see. Uh, so if you want to find out more about Bob Ewell, he's in the book, uh, everycubever.com. You'll find out uh, how his pitching was and stuff like that, too. Um, and that's it for uh, this week's uh, Just One Bad Century. Now we have another feature. Oh my God. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show normally where Dave reaches his hand in the jar and takes out a celebrity name, but we've already drawn a celebrity name. for la- Right. So what we're doing, week. this is for next week. So, so okay, you want to you save the drawing of the name until after I tell this week's story? Um, sure. I actually have the paper in my hand. Well, you don't have to say okay, it. Okay. I'll put it right yeah. down okay. on the desk All right. right there. Yeah. Okay. So Jay Leno. Jay is, Leno is the one that right. you pulled last week. And I've, to- I've previously told the story about how Jay Leno stole the dancing Edos from right. uh, John Landecker right. and myself. Um, but I want to go back in time even further. All right. I, the first time I ever talked to Jay Leno was with Stephen Gary show. Hmm. I met him once. He came in the studio. And then the second time. Steve and Gary were celebrating their 10th anniversary, 1989. And I was lining up surprise guests to call in. 
And one of the people I called was Jay Leno. And we mm-hmm. had his home phone number. I called him up and I said, you know, would you mind coming on the show? And he goes, listen, you know, he was about to do the Tonight Show. He had just started doing like fill-in stuff mm-hmm. for Johnny Carson at that time. And, and he was like, I'm running out right now. I really can't. But, you know, I love those guys. All right, I'll mm-hmm. do it. You know, but, you know, I, I've, I've got... Eight minutes, right. you know, that's it. Because I really, I've got to get to the Burbank Studios. I've got right. to do Traffic the, and monologue whatever. and whatever. Sure. And so it was right at the beginning of the show. And Steve came in about, not about 15 minutes late, <laughs> like he always did. And so, so he came in late to the, his own All radio. the time, every day. Really? And he, sometimes he would call in. He had one of the first cell phones. Yeah. And sometimes he would not. And, you know, he'd just say, I'll be there, you know. 245 the show started at 230 anyway this time it caused a problem because jay leno jay leno was on the phone and i couldn't tell him who it was because it was a mystery guest so he came in the studio and i said all right mystery guest on line one and steve went to the phone it was jay leno and and i don't know what made steve do this but he started telling us uh starting ripping jay for a commercial that he saw, a, a Doritos commercial or something. And he started making fun of Jay doing this commercial yeah. and said, you know, the Jay, before you sold out, man, the Jay, that Jay Leno who never used to do right. jokes about right. people who did stuff like that. And Jay Leno was like, had just been waiting on the phone for like 15 minutes. And he was like, you know what, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have time for this, you know, and he, he could tell. I mean, he did he like was, another five, six minutes. He was irritated. He never came on the show again. Yeah, no. He never came on again. Now, and it, partially that is my fault because I didn't. You didn't I, you prep know, was the, a, yeah, Right. But. And partially it was Steve's fault for, I don't know, for inexplicably turning on Jay. But he never came on the show again. You know who we're never going to turn on? Who? Our guests. No, never. 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 We'll turn on. We'll turn on. <clears throat> We'll turn on them after they're off the air. Well, yes, Come never face to face, right? Exactly, because we're gutless bastards. So here is the name for next week. Okay. Oh, I like this one, Werner Klemperer. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. For Hang those on. of you who don't know, Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes. I got a story. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I got a story. All right, we uh, pre- <laughs> teased this earlier. We've got him waiting on the line right now. Uh, let's play the the audio and bring in our special guest. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Okay. Joining us on the phone right now. This is a big thrill for us because uh, we've known the man for many, many well, years. Well, you've known him for longer than yeah, I have. Yeah, a very but, long time. Actually, but I probably, I'm seven or eight years probably, right? Yeah. When did your book come out? Uh, when did that come out, uh, Brendan? Do you remember? I believe it was 2011. 2011. So eight years. Yeah. Actually, you're on my wall. I see you every day. I'm looking at you right wow. now, Brendan. There's. That, a... I'm sorry about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. How did you get those chaps on your on your uh, and that cowboy? It's kind of. Uh, so the the uh, picture that I have up here is the uh, Beverly Arts Center when we did the author afternoon. Do you have a copy of that oh, yeah. uh, poster? Um, I may have it somewhere. I don't have you staring at me, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think that's something you got to look into doing because it really uh, it uh, gives puts a little bounce in my step every day. Just, uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. 
So for people who don't know who Brendan is, Brendan is a... Uh, Which is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan is is kind of a uh, icon on the uh, in the improv scene right, here right. In, in Chicago. He was part of this group called Blue Velveeta, which uh, launched the careers of some of the biggest names in comedy. And, and Brendan uh, went on to work for Jonathan Brandmeier and did lots of other stuff that you are familiar with. But let's talk about that Blue Velveeta group, if you don't mind. Sure. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the people that were in that, what you guys did. I mean, you guys were huge. National champions or something, right? You were like a... Something like that. Yeah, you know, and this was back, I know I sound old, but uh, I am. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, <laughs> no offense, buddy. You're but, even older than us. Yeah. I know. It's hard to believe. How's the prostate, Brendan? <laughs> prostate, all right? How you doing? <laughs> um, so anyway, Blue Velveeta, it, this was back before there was an improviser on every corner and an improv theater on every block. And, uh, you know, the... the the improv scene in Chicago was pretty much Second City and the Improv Olympic. And the Improv Olympic was, you know, was uh, this breeding ground that, that we were part of. And <clears throat> the difference between Second City and the Improv Olympic was that we just we created live theater in the moment every night. And that was the show. Second City used improv to write the show. Right. And uh, but now that's a very common practice to just, you know, to improvise on stage. And uh but anyway, back then, yeah, back then we, we did pretty much everything we could have done in that time. This was before Whose Line Is It Anyway even existed. Right. And people were still confusing improv with stand-up. And um, so uh, we had a blast. We toured the country. We did Catch a Rising Star in New York, the Comedy Store in L.A. We, we were based here, of course, in Chicago, and, uh, you know, we were very popular in our time. And uh, had a blast doing it, and uh, you know it's affected everything that I've done ever since. So. Who are some of the other people that were in Blue Velveeta that we made? Well, know? well, okay, uh, you know uh, these are not. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that were in the Improv Olympic at the same time that you know better. I mean, okay. like Chris, like Chris Farley, right, and uh, and people like that, and uh, Dave Keckner who is in every movie ever made now. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. He was uh, an Anchorman. Uh, he was in... Yeah, uh, he, he was yeah. champ kind in Anchorman. And right. He's in all the Will Ferrell stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he was on Saturday Night Live for a season. And he's right. a great guy, too, by the way. Um, in Blue Helvita itself, we had guys like uh, Brian uh, Blondell, uh, Kevin Dorf, who went on to write for Conan O'Brien for about 20 years, yeah. uh, Susan Messing, who is now... Uh, oh, pretty much seen as the uh, the Will oh, I don't know what you call it. Is it the, the, the queen? No, no, that was that was Deborah Messing. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, she she's cousin. really the if among <laughs> among improvisers, she's seen as sort of like the grand dame, if you will, of of improvisers and improvisational teachers now, and within that community, she is like uh, on a pedestal there. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so so uh, Jay Leggett, who was on uh, In Living Color after that, and uh, uh, Mitch Rouse, who has been in a number of movies and in several TV shows that he, if you saw him, you'd go, "Oh yeah, that guy." Yeah. Um, and uh, let me see. I know. I know. It's, it's a lot sure of talent. I, uh, I got to make sure that I don't forget anybody. <laughs> but uh, Tom Tom Booker 
Oh, you know what was funny? One of the things that I thought was funny is that uh, the connections that people... At one point, uh, Tom Booker was uh, dating or maybe even married to Ricky Lake. I can't remember which. Um, Mitch Rouse was was, uh, dating... uh, Gosh, oh, great. I'm going to forget her name now. Um, Anyway, and and Brian Blondell toured the the world with Alanis Morissette. So it's kind of weird how, you know, they, uh, I mean, all sorts of connections came from from that. And uh, they're all still out there, except unfortunately Jay passed away a few years ago. And you went on to work for Brammeyer, which uh, is how a lot of Chicagoans know you. Um, yeah. Yeah. They didn't often say your name. Uh, on the show, but you were on the show every day. You were part of the show every day. Yeah. I, I, I wrote material for bits. I came up with suggestions for ideas. It was kind of like a creative producer. It was really just to, what I did was uh, looked at the news of the day before the show started. I, if the show started at six, I got there at like about three oh, God. to, to generate uh, possible bits for the show. Right. And uh, some of which we, rec- we, created and performed live with doing character voices and other times it was just suggestions hey johnny why don't you call this guy with the three heads and ask him <laughs> yeah. you know, these, these questions but the character bits uh, you know i was telling dave before we got on the air the story of uh, now helmet and wilhelm right the oh, yeah. the nazi stormtroopers yeah, i don't think my, <laughs> me and my people are gonna like this story brandon but go on and tell the story of the personal appearance you guys were sent on because that is still one of the all-time great stories right and, oh yeah well you know um the problem here's the thing <laughs> okay so the idea was that helmet and wilhelm were these fictional characters who, who developed through the show who were Really, I mean, they were German stormtroopers from from uh, Nazi Germany, and uh, I am Hermit. And then uh, and Jeff Hoover, my partner, was and I am Wilhelm. <laughs> and we would do these bits on the air where we we owned the radio show, and we were yelling at Brandmeier to fix the show up. Come on, Brandmeier! <laughs> and, and guests would come in, and we would write these bits that we would do uh, where we were like uh, interrogating them, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like stormtroopers would, like the Gestapo would, and um, you know, it, 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 in the context of the show for our audience, it made perfect sense, and it was hilarious. And we were like Hogan's heroes. You yes, know? it wasn't. Th- these were the you were lovable you know. Nazis, <laughs> right? Sure. And you, you yeah. probably it probably was therapeutic on some right. level to be able to yell at Brandmeier or, or some of these guests. So, so, so you were what our president <laughs> says: fine people on the Nazi side, right? You were the fine people he was talking about. Yeah. Now, but but here's what happened: is uh, the promotions department in their endless search for, you know, uh, trying to get another buck out of the advertising community decided that we were going to go to a bar. Actually, it's a restaurant, okay? It was a bar and restaurant, and we were going to have a live, uh, you know, appearance as Helmut and Wilhelm and, you know, promote. I think there was a beer involved of some kind. And uh, Brought to you by Budweiser. (laughs) (laughs) Zyklon B. Yeah. Well, so so we so we we like okay, so we got the they bought it, they got us these you know costumes from uh, you know fantasy headquarters, uh, you know these 
picture. The closest thing we could get, they didn't really have Nazi uniforms. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, good. 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 Yeah. That's very good that they didn't. But they were very militaristic, and uh, we had the riding crops and all that stuff, <laughs> and the jack and the jackboots, and and so they send us to this restaurant bar. Right? It's in Skokie. Oh no! Really? <laughs> oh god! No. If you're not familiar with Skokie, right. yeah. um, they have a they have a large Jewish uh, population. Stronger connection, stronger, stronger right. feeling. I mean, we all you know despise the Nazis, but these people have yeah, a, right, yeah. Right. Uh, they have a special <laughs> connection. They have a special oh. evil connection. Yeah, I mean, they really, really, and I, I'm I'm right with them, right? Yeah, of course, so, we all are. So, so we show up. And, you know, we're sitting, first of all, we're in the kitchen. By the way, no one, okay, we're in, they've promoted this, they've promoted this thing. We're in the kitchen of this restaurant getting dressed, and the waitresses are walking through, and they keep looking at us and just shaking their heads like, oh, boy, this is not going to go well. I mean, not, not, in a happy, not in a happy way, like, what yeah, the I hell guess. are you thinking about? <laughs> what are you, and we're, we're starting to think the same thing. Yeah. And so they've got a microphone or two set up for us in this very, very small area of this restaurant bar that has no stage. Okay. And oh, so, God. so it's not like it's and and there's there was no one there to introduce us or to explain it. Okay. Oh boy. So we walk out there <laughs> and uh walk up to the microphones to this family restaurant. <laughs> in Skokie. Yeah. In Skokie. And uh no one was there to see us. Right. Yeah. They were there for the they schnitzel. Promoted it, they promoted it, but no one showed up for us. It was just a regular Thursday oh. night at this restaurant. But we go out there and start doing our bit, and oh my god! Yeah. The, the few people that were actually paying attention were like, "What the hell yeah. is going oh on god. here?" Yeah. And. You know, we did as little as we could. We looked at the promo guy, you know, who had showed up, at, uh, the, the salesperson from from the radio station, yeah. and uh, yeah, we just said this 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 is not a good idea, you know. And we just, you know, after about ten minutes of attempting to, uh, you know, generate some sort of uh, response from the audience, um, we uh, audience. It was not an audience. <laughs> Showbiz so just, is so glamorous, isn't oh it? Oh, my God. We, we, we crawled out of that place. Like, what were they thinking? I mean, uh, right. you know, what possible... I don't know. You know and it, Hoover, it, uh, who's the other stormtrooper, has gone on <laughs> to be uh, very successful at Channel 9. He's part of the morning news show there. Um, yeah. In fact, I just saw him recently. I was on uh, promoting my book, uh, and, and I ran into the intern in the hallway... And who's the intern there, Brendan? Well, that would be my son. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small world. I, I love it. It is. Everything is connected, except this one place in Skokie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, Brendan and I, eventually we wrote a book together. Uh, it's called The Living Wills, if you want to find it. It's uh, at Eckhart'sPress.com. It's a... It's a Book that we used uh, improv. Well, techniques. just like we, we had mentioned it earlier, yeah. is that you know uh, Second City used improv to create a book, and you guys, yeah, we used, used techniques to, to kind of create characters and and storyline, and then Brendan and I sw swapped uh, chapters back and forth, and I think it came out pretty good. Don't you think so, Brendan? 
I, I thought it came out. I thought it came out great. I want to stress that it's a novel. It is a uh, novel, yes. Because uh, when people say the living wills, oh, you're going to tell us about how to yeah. create a living <laughs> yeah. will. Yeah. I got yeah. a question about my trust, Brendan. <laughs> yeah. Can you help me out yeah. with that? Yeah, we should have thought that through a little more. But <laughs> yeah. well, uh, yeah. well the, the book launched our company. It did, and it's one of our best sellers still. Right. I mean, right. it's 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 uh, done quite well, and that's mostly because of you. Well, you are out there hustling uh, your your business. Tell everybody what you do now, so that we can uh, get your plug out there. Oh, all right. Well, there there are a lot of things that I do. Um, Yesterday, I had a callback audition as an actor for a Medicare commercial, so that's kind of oh, cool. So you're getting to that age, huh, Brendan? <laughs> yeah, well, I still I, re- I remember when I used to be young dad. Uh, okay. right. going out on going out on these commercials, and now I am a Medicare recipient. <laughs> um, anyway, oh, so what else do I do? I uh, there's two businesses that I that I work with that I do. Uh, the first is uh, called Creativity Co- Corporate Creativity Coach. And with that, I help organizational teams to be more creative and innovative. I come up, I show them simple ways and behaviors that they can use every day to generate better ideas and to solve their problems more innovatively. And then the second thing that I do, the second organization that I run, the company that I have is called uh, BPS Communication Skills. And I teach corporate people, well, mainly corporate people, but I can teach anybody how to speak better in public and deliver better presentations unless you're in a pub in Skokie. Yeah, <laughs> or, or the President of the United States may not and, be. And where can, where can people reach you if they want to hire you? Uh, well, it's creativitycoach.net or bpscommunicationskills.com. Okay, there he is. And I want to also say one thing, the reason why Living Wills did so great. Brendan, you have... You're a you're a Catholic man, and those people have lots of relatives. <laughs> yes, they right. Do. And, and and I remember when I was uh, filling those orders, it was a lot of like O'Leary, O'Malley, O'Callaghan. He's Brendan is from uh, the South Side, right. uh, but right. he lives on the North Side now. So he he covers the gamut. But uh, he's he's a great friend of ours, and and we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, talking to us about uh, some of these uh, fun moments in your life. Thank Next you time we go to lunch, let's go to Kaufman's in Skokie and don't and put put, put away the helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I will. That's yeah, a good idea. They they don't recognize me there now. <laughs> well, now because you're Medicare. Before you were young, time. dad. Now you're old. Uh, you're ne- now you're old helmet now. <laughs> Thanks for being on with us, Brendan. Thanks, buddy. My pleasure, guys. All, All right, right we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye bye. He doesn't sound like he's 60. I know, 60. We're going to his party on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great guy, yeah. Brendan Sullivan. And uh, I can just picture that Skokie. Uh, oh, the, the dot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we'll be back again next week. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Probably but, do. you know, if you want to find out more about Rick and Dave. Where, where can people find us, Dave? Oh, you can go on our uh, on our website, EckhartsPress.com, and that's yeah. E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z, Press.com. And right. we got all sorts of books that we're doing, yeah. you know. Sold 50, including, I don't know if I've mentioned Okay. Yeah. okay baby. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Chicago Author Solutions, where we help authors promote their books. Yes. 
Um, we're helping Lou right now, Michael yeah. Lusso. Yeah. In his book, uh, The Greatest Escape, available on Amazon. Right. We're, we're just people helping people is really... <laughs> you can also email us, uh, yeah. Grandpa, Yeah. Uh, at minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks. To, and by the way, um, I've got I've been scolded by Tony Lasano. Mm. Uh, apparently, I screw up the end every week, yeah. and he I've done it correctly once, and he's had to edit it into the end of all of our other broadcasts. Man. And so, bet that makes him really <clears throat> happy when he does. Uh, he sent me an email basically telling me he's going to start charging me for this <laughs> if I don't get it right. So, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. Opishows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Yeah. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week, Dave, with another episode of Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Brian Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> A lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. <clears throat> Are you ready? Ah, oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's that was do good. it again. What? That was good. Now we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent.